0: An anthology about the bad, the short-lived, and the forgotten shows and events in television history. This is It Was a Thing on TV. Punisher, control! Hurry before I change my mind! I give you Super Train!
1: Episode 417 Submission 676. Police Academy, the animated series. Police Academy, the animated series, aired in syndication from September 10th of 1988 to September 2nd of 1989 for 65 episodes. And that is, give me one second, by my count, 39 more episodes. Let's see, 65, no, 49 more episodes. Forgot to add the 10. Forgot then, to carry the one. Good job. Whatever. It's that a is- lot
0: more episodes than the Hudson Brothers residence So Uncle Croc's Block, Schooled, J.J. Starbuck, and the number of aired episodes of Salvage One. We get it. But,
2: but in its defense, it aired in weekday syndication.
0: Well, yeah, it was a syndicated cartoon, so... Yeah, five days a week for thirteen weeks, the math works out, makes total sense.
1: Now guys, you remember back in the famous Teddy Z I said it would be the first and the last time we ever talked about the fat boys? Oh no. Well I was wrong, because they did the theme song to this. So let's play it. the eye i'll fix it police academy the series so guys one of the great comedy franchises of the 1980s was the police academy movies i remember
2: it fondly it's like you know what let's take meatballs and porkies and put it in a police academy
0: and
1: wacky shenanigans happen.
0: And if you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, the Police Academy franchise is probably on the Mount Rushmore of our favorite comedy movie franchises. Maybe I wouldn't rank it as high, just my opinion, but I think Greg and Chico would definitely put it in their top four. So,
2: If I'm not mistaken, it would be Ghostbusters, Police Academy... We're talking strictly comedy franchises, right? Yes, comedy only. Okay. You have to give me some time to think of the other two. Uh, Naked Gun. Oh, there you go. Thank you, Naked Gun. And
0: maybe this wouldn't be terribly popular. I love the Austin Powers movies. And and I don't know if you could add these two because they've only had two movies. But I'm going to say Ted and Anchorman. No, I'd go with Anchorman, yeah. Anchorman 2 wasn't as good as the original, but it definitely stands up on its own merits. And Ted 2, same sort of thing. Good. First movie. Second movie. Hot shots. Acceptable. I'm going to admit this. I've never seen Hot Shots. You've never seen Hot Shots? No. Never seen Hot Shots. I know I live a very sheltered life, Chico. I'm sorry.
2: You gotta watch the first movie. You can... Watch the second movie, but I wouldn't recommend it. But definitely watch the first movie. Yeah, you can't go wrong with Charlie Sheen, John Fryer, and Lloyd Bridges. And Carrie Always. Are we forgetting
1: Carrie Elways? Oh, well, yeah, Carrie Elways. He's great in anything. Yes, he is. But okay. Let's talk about Police Academy again, because the movies, they were popular. So, an animation outlet that we've talked about many times in the past, Ruby Spears decided, you know what? How about we turn this franchise into a cartoon? Especially
2: after, and I can say this with reasonable certainty, the success of the greatest of the Police Academy movies, Police Academy 4, Citizens on Patrol. Because if you look at the logos for Police Academy the series they take that artwork directly from Police Academy 4, Citizens on Patrol and we can assume this all takes
1: place after Police Academy 4
2: a word of God says that Police Academy the series takes place between Police Academy 4 and 5 partly because Carrie Mahoney who is played by Steve Guttenberg in the movies is not
1: in 5 or 6 But he is in this show. The characters in this show, yes. So, Chico, we got all the characters back. We got Mahoney. We got Jones with his wacky voice impersonating skills. Although they didn't get Michael Winslow for this. You'd think they'd have Michael Winslow. This would be so perfect.
2: They got Mahoney, Larvell Jones, Carl Sweetchuck,
1: Moses Hightower, They got Zed, Laverne Hooks, House Conklin. House Conklin from Police Academy 4 and 5.
2: Eugene Tackleberry, Debbie Callahan, and Captain Thaddeus Harris, and his lackey, Sergeant Carl Proctor.
1: Oh, hold on a second, guys. I gotta mention something. Because as we all know, Captain Harris was played by G.W. Bailey in the Police Academy movies. But I did some investigative work. Because, you remember last week we talked about roomies? Yeah. I found out that he did a guest spot on roomies. Oh my god. <laughs> but, guys, we were informed by a listener on threads about this. Do we want to say who starred as the 40-year-old man and the 14 year old kid on roommates. Well, I guess it's up to me then. Burt Young and Corey Haim. <laughs> Mike, isn't that terrific? Polly and Corey Haim as roommates. Wacky shenanigans definitely happened.
2: But that's all that happened.
1: Yeah. Oh, and we also got Captain Mauser back. Now, Captain Mauser was the heel in place of Harris in two and three. But in this case, he's like completely reformed by the time we get to the animated series. Yeah, not only reformed, he pretty much stays
2: out of the cadets' lives. He is devoting his entire life to bringing up one of two new characters introduced in the animated series the Canine Corps.
1: Oh, the Canine Corps. Yeah, because there's a lot of dogs in this. They knew that with an animated series, you know what we need to entice the kids? Dogs. Not only are they regular dogs,
2: they're talking dogs, but they talk only to each other because this is how you sell an incredibly debaucherous, raunchy, trashy, tacky, tasteless comedy franchise like Police Academy Oh yeah,
1: because let's not forget. We were kids, we didn't realize like how trashy these movies were. We were just stupid ass kids. We were just
2: laughing our butts off at the likes of Michael Winslow going.
1: Oh, and we were just laughing our asses off when Harrison Proctor got sent to the Blue Oyster bar. Sir, he says this restaurant has the best salad bar in town, and it damn sure better have. Doctor? Yes, sir. I don't see a solid bar. Look, sir. Maybe they serve seafood. <laughs> Not funny, you idiot. What are you looking at, you peckerhead?
0: Nice uniform. Makes me wish I'd worn my sailor outfit.
1: I'm getting out of here. Move it, move it, move it! <laughs> what,
0: I don't think cutting is allowed, sir. Nice collar. So, wait a second. Are you sort of implying that this is Paw Patrol 30 years before it?
2: <laughs> Whenever you're in trouble, just yelp
0: for help. It's an honest question. Talking dogs, doing police work, it's Paw Patrol.
1: Now you maybe want to look back at the SNL Paw Patrol campaign (laughs) ad with uh, freaking Oscar Isaac. That was great. I I apologize.
2: No, you
0: don't. No, I legit do. I don't want Greg going back there.
1: But guys, we have our core characters at the Police Academy. Oh, hold on. Did we not forget Commandant Lasord? Oh,
2: we did forget. Commandant Lasard. Uh, George Gaines had his George Gainiest.
1: That's right.
0: No! Okay. No! That was no. No, that was not George Gaines as George Gainiest. He was as George Gainiest when he played Henry Warmont Punker. Punker. Don't go in the refrigerator, Punker. <laughs> no, that was Sherry he went to. No, okay, let me do that. I, I, I knew it was Sherry. I don't know why I said Punky. Punker. Punker don't have sherry going to the refrigerator punk
2: eh? and rounding out the cast in this cartoon adaptation of something incredibly debaucherous is the professor because he's wacky if you're going to get the kids involved you have to have somebody who's wacky and likes to invent stuff so we have a bunch of toned down individuals from their movie avatars like For example, Eugene Tackleberry, you know him. He has a gun who is bigger than your entire head. Obviously, he can't do that in the cartoon. No. So they give him a bazooka. Yeah, that's fine enough. Kids love bazookas. Yes. And Debbie Callahan, while still leggy and statuesque, you are not going to see that scene in Police Academy 4, where everybody's doing the swim test.
1: Yes. I was waiting for Mike to say something about that.
2: And you know the scene I'm talking about. No, I don't. Okay, so in Police Academy 4, Lieutenant Callahan is administering a swim test. Okay. She's wearing a ribbed white cotton t-shirt okay and she jumps into the pool
0: yeah you can't have that on the cartoon I'm sorry maybe they could do a version of Police Academy the animated series after dark I don't know how you could draw that but damn I could use my imagination
1: it's too bad we didn't have Adult Swim back in 1989 oh I think she took an Adult Swim in that movie So, guys, we have our crew, but we have to have them face a wide assortment of villains on this show. So what villains do they face in this show? Well,
2: I'm glad you asked. Because this is a kid's show, we have to have a very clear demarcation of why they are so villainous. A descriptive name, if you will. So we have the Kingpin, the largest, who basically is the uh, commandant of the Rogue's Gallery of Villains here. Then we have people like Weasel and Wooly, Numbskull, Mr. Sleeze, Mr. Sleeze, Phoenix (laughs) Amazona, Lockjaw, the Clown Gang. The Highway Robbers. Madam Zelda and the Land Pirates. The Hang Ten Gang. Barracuda and his Diamond Gang. (laughs) Dr. Mackie, Miss Bomb, and Marsupial Man. Marsupial Man. Skull Ned and the Rock Gang. Cheek and the Guards. The Incredible Shandar, who's a magician who apparently uses reflective material to make his target seem to disappear. Dr. Deadstone. (laughs) Old Clyde Barrow,
1: Bonnie, and Butch. Hold on. This is my favorite here. Robin Good. A parody of Robin Hood, who claims to give his stolen goods to the poor, but just keeps it for himself.
2: Those are a small smattering of all of the people that the cadets find themselves against on a day-to-day-to-day-to-day-to-day basis. Remember, five days a week. So now we have to talk about everybody who gives them life, as it were. In the role of Kerry Mahoney, they couldn't get Steve Gutenberg for obvious reasons, but they did get Ron Rubin, who's known for another raunchy adult comedy made into a kids' animated show, Beetlejuice. What was that, Chico? Beetlejuice.
0: I couldn't hear you. What did you say? It's a
2: trap! He also played Morph on season one of X-Men, the animated series, so yes, very well known in the VAO community there. Playing Eugene Tackleberry is Dan Hennessy. best known for his role as Chief Quimby in Inspector Gadget. In the role of Carl Sweetchuck, Howard Morris. Sadly, no longer with us, but you may remember him as Ernest T. Bass in eight episodes of The Andy Griffith Show and Dr. Zettel in 1984's Feel Good Film Splash. I got a bitter one. As much as I love Ernest T. Bass on The Andy Griffith
0: Show, he voiced numerous characters in the Land series of commercials. Hamburglar, Mayor McCheese. And related to how we end every episode now, he was the voice of
2: Phlegm on Cow and Chicken. Back to Dan Hennessy, also voices Zed on this show. Then, voicing both Jones and Hightower, they couldn't get Bubba Smith, and they couldn't get Michael Winslow. So who do they get? Greg Morton. Obviously, not the football player. He's done voice work for ALF, previous entry the Super Mario Bros. Super Show, future entry, Hammer Man, and... Future entry Hello Kitty's Fairy Tale Theater. What? Yeah, back in 1987, CBS had a TV show where they put Hello Kitty retelling fairy tales, basically. And if you didn't know, Hello Kitty is not a cat. Playing Harris, Len Carlson, who sadly is no longer with us, but. If you are a fan of the raccoons from back in the day, if you had the Disney Channel, he was the voice of Burt Raccoon. Oh. Tying it back to X-Men the Animated Series, he played the Bruce Davison role of Senator-turned-President Robert Kelly. And in the role of House Conklin and Carl Proctor, Don Franks. Very well-known First Nations Canadian actor, and also the father of Cree Summer. Oh! He played Grimaldi in Heavy Metal, if you remember that. And also Hookie in Johnny Mnemonic, primarily known as Cree Summer's Daddy. Playing the role of Callahan and Hooks is Denise Pigeon. Who has done some work on Alfred Hitchcock's Presents and Babar and previous entry, The Super Mario Brothers Super Show?
0: And guys, I'm gonna give you such a deep cut. I may draw blood. I'm gonna backtrack to when I was a little kid, back in like 88, 89, late 80s. And I don't know if you guys ever did what I used to do. I had in my bedroom a TV, but I didn't have cable. I had just a set of rabbit ears. And sometimes if the weather was right, if it was cloud-free, if all the conditions were right, you could pull in TV stations from other markets. Have you ever done that?
1: Yeah. I had a GE portable TV when I was a kid that could pick up the ABC station out of Hartford.
0: Okay, well... I used to do this as a kid, again, like 87, 88, 89. And one show that I remember her on, not even joking, at least this is a deep cut, is there was a show, a sort of, to tell the truth, this type of show in Canada on CTV, I believe, called Baloney. It was set in a diner. The host was Pat Bullard. And his sidekick, the waitress, given the name the lovely Cindy, was Denise Pigeon. I've been waiting 35 years for this moment. Thank you very much.
2: Wow, that is a deep cut.
0: Did I draw blood? Did I not warn you ahead of time it was going to be a I'm deep cut? I'm going to need
2: some medical attention soon.
0: All right, well, I'll take you to the triage.
2: But first, let's hear who else is in the show. Rounding out the cast of regulars as Commandant Eric Lasard is Ted Dylan, who is another known Canadian actor who's been in everything from The Mystery Files of Shelby Woo, post-season two, obviously, to future entry Soldier of Fortune Incorporated to previous entry Captain Power in the Soldiers of the Future. He was in two episodes of... TNT. What is TNT? That detective show with Mr. T and somebody else. I mean, lost what? Their wait, their wait, what? With Mr. T, I'm sorry. What? what? There was a detective show in the 80s called TNT. It lasted for three seasons with Mr. T as T.S. Turner, a former boxer accused of a murder he didn't commit. Wait, did you say three seasons? It lasted for three seasons, inexplicably. I didn't know Mr. T did anything after 18. This was basically his I need work. I need I work. need work. I <laughs> need fool. am the fool that doesn't employ me. And then you have some additional voices, the likes of which are R. Nelson Brown. Dorian Joe Clark, Anthony Correa, Gary Crawford, Catherine Gallant, Charles W. Gray, Rex Hagen, Elizabeth Hanna, Suzette Myers, Greg Swanson, Nolan Zilberman, and Frank, stop calling me Megatron, Welker. Okay, then we'll call you, it was a thing on TV Hall of Famer, Frank Welker.
1: So now, we have 65 episodes to briefly go over. But hold on. We don't mostly have episode capsules for season two. Now, there's a reason why we probably have all the episode capsules for season one, but we'll get to that at the end. So let's start with episode one. The good, the bad, and the bogus. Wait, Mr. Bogus is appearing on this show? Well, hilarity ensue? <laughs> Mike's giving me the correct response. He's giving me the finger for bringing up Mr. Bogus. That's all you deserve. Captain Harris bungles an operation to catch the clown gang. His punishment is to return to the police academy and train new recruits. His favorite grads also return, along with the clown gang. Uh Uh-oh. (laughs) Uh-oh. Episode 2, Putting on the Dogs. If you're blue and you don't know where to go to, why don't you go where fashion sits? Putting on the Dogs. It doesn't rhyme. Hey, it barely fits the meter. I tried. To stop a number of cat burglaries, Lassard brings a new squad in to save the day the Canine Corps. Episode 3 Phantom of the Precinct. Officers begin to take extended leave because they fear the Phantom. Harris puts Mahoney and his gang on the case. Episode 4, Cops and Robots, Harris wants to replace Mahoney and his gang with the professor's new robot officers.
2: Yeah, how's that gonna work?
1: I don't know. That's kind of ahead of its time. I think they now have like, robot, like, segways, like, patrolling the subways in New York now. Yeah, and besides that, this would be like one year removed from Robocop. Oh, Robocop, the animated series. Episode 5, Police Academy Blues. Lassard is forced to step down at the Academy, and Captain Harris becomes his replacement. Oh, that's not good. That's not good if Captain Harris is going to be coming out replacement. It's not going to be very good for the Police Academy crew. Mahoney and his gang then set out to get Lassard reinstated. And guess what they did? Episode 6, A Blue Night at the Opera. And that's night with a K. The Academy is assigned to look after an opera singer after several attempts have been made on her life. Episode 7, Worth Her Weight in Gold. Unbeatable lady wrestler Amazona is on a crime spree in her free time. Sweet Chuck offers to go undercover at her gym because he's falling head over heels in love with her. Aww. But Sweet Chuck is like, what, two, three feet tall? 120 pounds soaking wet. He thinks that, oh, this lady wrestler is going to fall in love with me. No, Sweet Chuck. Don't even bother Although
2: Zed will probably look at him and say, Yeah, you go nail that.
1: <laughs> that would be like the type of thing Zed would actually see Sweet Chuck. <laughs> yeah, Sweet Chuck, you should go totally make a move on her. I apologize for the horrible podcast Episode eight for whom the wedding bells toll. The Academy is assigned an undercover security mission at the wedding ceremony of a billionaire's daughter. Episode 9, Westwood Ho Hooks. Feeling unappreciated at the Academy, Sergeant Hooks finds a new job as the sheriff of the town being menaced by an outlaw gang. Episode 10, My Mummy Lies Over the Ocean. Harris orders Mahoney and Company to protect a cursed mummy as it is being returned to Egypt. The chief tells Harris to join Operation Egypt as well. As three crooks board the same cruise ship hoping to steal the mummy. Episode eleven, Numskull's Revenge. Captain Harris brags about capturing bank robber Numskull, who swears revenge and is soon broken out by his accomplice, Ratzo Ratzo That's in the, that's in the actual name of his accomplice. Does he look like a rat?
2: Maybe, because otherwise it wouldn't make sense in the context
1: of a cartoon. Episode 12 Proctor, call a doctor! With Harris in the hospital, Proctor becomes the acting captain and is assisted by Sergeant Copeland. Mr. Sleeze and his sleeve bags kidnap the mayor and demand that their cohorts are set free. You know, guys, I don't think that's going to be good with Proctor acting as Captain. Episode 13, Little Zed and Big Bertha. Zed tracks down the highway robbers who turn out to be his own cousins, Ned and Ed. And his Aunt Bertha, after he gets hit on the head, a confused Zed joins up with his family. I guess in his family, they have really unimaginative names for all the kids. Ned, Ed. Zed. Come on, Zed. You're a reformed gang member. You should be better than that.
2: Now, wait a second, guys. The character's name is Zed?
1: Yeah.
0: Let's remember that there are Canadian actors on this show. So if it was actually set in the States, it would be Z, not Zed.
1: Prove me wrong. I knew you couldn't. Episode 14, and this was my response back, "Curses on you. Madam Zelda puts a spell on Sweet Chuck when he arrests her for phony fortune telling thanks to the pirate curse. Anyone close to Sweet Chuck will have bad luck, and that includes the entire precinct. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Episode 15, lights, action, coppers. House is excited to work security duty at Galaxy Studios, but when the giant animatronic Awesome 8 is stolen by thieves and used to commit crimes, Fifi La Callahan ends up in its clutches. Episode 16, Camp Academy. Mahoney catches young Billy Joyriding, who is promptly sent to Lassard's new Camp Academy for inner-city kids. A group of rich criminals located right next to the camp want to get rid of it as soon as possible. Episode 17, The Telltale Tooth. The Magnificent Mystifuls want to steal the Cyclops diamond and use it to hypnotize hundreds of people at once. He puts Hightower under its spell and makes him steal the three keys to the diamond. Episode 18, Mr. Sleeves vs. Lockjaw. Oh my God! We got a villain versus villain episode, so this is going to be great. Mister Slee swears revenge when Lockjaw beats him to an armored truck robbery. He takes advantage of Lockjaw's obsession with Lieutenant Callahan. Woo!
2: Like I said, still leggy, still drop dead gorgeous, but Bye. this is a
1: kid show. Yeah. Episode nineteen. Space out space cadets. The space program needs nine good cops to fly an experimental space shuttle control vehicle into orbit. Harris manipulates the graduates' computer flies to make sure they go into orbit for nine months. Oh my god! Man, you really hate these guys, don't you? Captain Harris hates the police academy group so much, he wants them to stay in space forever. So he can never see them again. That's how much you can't stand them. Episode 20. Sweet Chuck's brother. Sweet Chuck's younger, taller, and more handsome brother, Doug, visits the Academy while on a case. Feeling inadequate. Sweet Chuck hides from his brother. But we learned something in this episode. We learned that Sweet Chuck's first name is Carl. That was never attenuated in the movies. No. It, it is at least candid in the show that his name is Carl Sweetshop. Episode 21, Karate Cop. Jones loses his confidence after facing karate crook, Flung Hai. Mahoney arranges for Jones to train with his old master, Shiro, who also taught Fung Hai. So I'm guessing because this is a karate episode, we get to see Jones uses uh.
2: <laughs> well, Someone just a shallow boat. The kung Fu is really lousy.
0: And that name, flung high. Is that what happens to his victims when he karate chops them? They're flung high. Yes. I mean, beyond being you know sort of racist a little bit, I see the double meaning there, which I think is adorable.
1: Episode 22, The Hang 10 Gang. Zed develops a fear of water while buying a new goldfish ball for Commandant Lassart. The professor equips the graduates with new inventions to catch a group of criminal surfers that use hoverboards. No, Sky Surfer Strike Force wouldn't be a thing for another ten years. And the Mattel hoverboard isn't created from Back to the Future 2 until another year. None of this makes sense. But I guarantee you those are more cooler than the crap we got that was called hoverboards in like the mid-2010s. You remember those hoverboards we got in the 2010s? The ones that caught fire, yes. Oh yeah. Those were absolute crap.
0: We'll cover that on our eventual spinoff podcast, It Was a Thing in Technology.
1: Episode 23. Oh, guys, guys, this is clever. Nine cops and a baby. Gee, I wonder what they're referencing in that. Mahoney's new neighbor, Mona, asks him to babysit her niece, Nellie. He calls in reinforcements, and they all have their hands full with Nellie. Without even realizing the crooks are after something top secret.
2: The transistor's
1: hidden in her rattle. Oh, no. Episode 24, Fish and Microchips. Mahoney and Jones arrest Mr. Glitch, but can't find any evidence of theft from the space lab because Glitch feeds the stolen microchip to Lazard's goldfish Finnegan. <laughs> and this
2: is the episode where he established that Commandant Lassard's treasured goldfish is named Finnegan.
1: Oh, yeah, because he loves that goldfish. Episode 25, Precinct of Wax. Kingpin hires Wax and Wayne to infiltrate the ball at the governor's mansion in honor of the police academy. Wayne takes the place of the governor and orders all the cops suspended. Wait, Wax and Wayne? Yeah. Oh, my gosh, these
0: character names are so corny. Do you get it, Wax and Wane?
1: Yeah. What was his mother thinking when he named him that?
0: Maybe she was a fan of the moon's movements, Waxing and Waning. I don't know.
1: And the final episode of Season 1, Cop Scouts. After a series of carjacks by young kids, Mahoney invites Billy, Gordo, and Sammy to join the new Cop Scouts class at the Academy. So that's Season 1. Now Season 2, we got 39 episodes. Now, we don't have descriptions for all the episodes, so I'll just go over them real fast. First, we have descriptions on the first two episodes of Season 2. Episode 1 is called Professor Jexel and Gangster High. The Professor has perfected his anti-crime formula that can change a criminal's mind from bad to good. When he tries to test it out on Sharky Diamond, Sharky sprays the professor with his own formula, turning him bad! No. no! No! Episode 2, Operation Big House. Skeets is masterminding criminal activities from jail. Mahoney, Jones, Zed, and Sweetchuck go undercover as inmates. Lasard wants to prove to himself that he is still worthy to be on the force.
2: I'm surprised they didn't get Hightower to masquerade as an inmate.
1: Oh, yeah, because he did such a great job at News Academy 4. Yummy, 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 yummy. Yummy, 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 yummy. Episode 3, Kingpin's Council of Crime. Episode 4, Ship of Jewels. So we have a description on episode 5. ZILLION DOLLAR ZED The gamester's attempt to rake the lottery is foiled by Zed who ends up a millionaire and starts a new life of luxury with his poodle Eggplant Again with the
0: names The poodle is named Eggplant
1: Can you imagine Zed as a millionaire? Probably spend it all on bike stuff or something Episode 6 is called The Comic Book Keeper. Episode 7 is The Monkey Trail. Episode 8 is called Rolling for Dollars. Maybe it involves bowling for dollars. Episode 9, Canine Corpse and the Peking Pooch. Maybe this is an episode where the dogs talk to each other. Because we've established in this show that the dogs talk to themselves. Episode 10. Santa, with a badge. Oh, we got a Christmas episode. That's nice. Episode 11, suitable for framing. Episode 12, rock around the cops. Episode 13, prince and the copper. Now we have a description for episode 14. Now you steal it, now you don't. The incredible Shandar uses a magic trick to make an armored truck disappear. Unfortunately for him, even bigger things start to vanish when the graduates investigate the Magic Academy. Oh, this is going to be another case of wacky shenanigans happening. The Police Academy is going to take a visit to the Magic Academy. Episode 15 is called Mad Maxine. We have a description for the next two episodes. Episode 16 is called Trading Disgraces. The grads are being tested by police efficiency expert Krutchner. Harris suspends Tackleberry and is instructed to make a cop out of Mr. Weasel.
2: Make a cop out of somebody called Mr. Weasel?
1: Yep. Good freaking luck with that. Episode 17, Champ. Sard's niece Linda is practicing for the Olympic horse racing tryouts with her horse champ. An Argentinian crook uses one of Champ's horse shoes to smuggle the North Star gems into the States. Episode 18 is called Wheels of Fortune. So I'm sure it maybe involves like a wheel or some parody of Wheel of Fortune. Maybe. We have a description for episode 19, The Wolf Who Cried Boy. While chasing Slick's gang, Zed and Sweetchuck discover a boy raised by wolves. Slick decides to train the wild boy as his latest, greatest crime student. I wonder if the boy was raised by wolves, if maybe the boy ate Gerald Ford with the wolves. Because remember, as Tom Brokaw famously said, Gerald Ford was eaten by wolves, and he was delicious. Episode 20 is called Snow Job. Episode 21 is called A Bad Night for Tackleberry, Night with a K. Tackleberry feels that police work has lost its challenge for him. Gang leader Throttle wants revenge on Tack and steals the professor's latest invention, a helmet that can predict any opponent's next move. Episode 22 is called Super Cop Sweet Chuck. So wait, are they going to turn Sweet Chuck into Robocop or something? Like, Sweet Chuck is like a short guy. It's like you can't be intimidated by Sweet Chuck.
2: And anybody who's ever seen the movie knows that
1: Tim Kazarinski is adorable. Yeah. Who could be afraid of Sweet Chuck? Episode 23 is called Deja Voodoo. We got a description on episode 24, Flights of the Bumbling Blues. After being a part of a robbery aboard a plane in which Lassard's Goldfish Finnegan was nabbed, the graduates are put on guard in several other valuable airplanes to stop the Gang of Thieves. Episode 25 is called Big Burger. Episode 26 is called Fat City. That sounds like the name of like a 2000s era reality show. Fat City. Episode 27 is called Elementary, My Dear Copper, so I'm guessing a Sherlock Holmes type episode. Episode 28 is called Dr. Deadstone, I presume. Episode 29 is called The Hillbilly Blues... Oh, hold on, guys. We got a description of episode 30. Now, guys, I said the second time I talked about the Fat Boys when they did the theme was going to be the last. Nope! This is going to be the third time I talk about the Fat Boys on this podcast.
2: Maybe you should stop talking about how many times you plan on talking about the Fat Boys.
1: The Academy Cadets tried to protect the Fat Boys from a deranged fan. I'm guessing this deranged fan really loved the movie Disorderlies and saw it, like, 50 times in the theater. Or maybe he saw that version Al Floss wanted to see about the fat boys in the remake of Mr. Smith Goes to Washington from the famous Teddy Z. Or maybe he just wanted to learn from the human
2: beatbox how to, well, beatbox.
1: Episode 31, The Junk Man Ransoms the Ozone. Oh, no. No, I'm not going to stand for this. The Junk Man is ransoming the Ozone. Why? Because it's late
2: 80s and conservation is the new hotness.
1: Yeah, they really talk about that a lot in the first season of 15. Oh, by the way, thanks to Maximum Effort, I'm now binging all of 15 on Freebie. And boy, they really do hammer home the environment in season one of 15. Only because that one chick is, like, super activist. Oh, yeah. But you know what? She's not as bad (sighs) as Brooke. And that student council dream I told you about. Uh... Episode eight, I believe that is in season one. Watch it. I thought I was on drugs watching it. Episode 32 is called Grads on Tour. Episode 33 is called Like Coppers Like Sun. Episode 34 is called 10 Little Cops. Episode 35 is called Big Top Cops. So we had 10 little cops, and then we followed it up with Big Top Cops. Episode 36 is called Alpine k 9 So I'm guessing maybe the K9 for they go skiing or something. Oh, episode 37. It talks about the legend of Robin Good. How he took all the goods and stole them for himself. Episode 38 is called Hawaii Dino. And episode 39, the final episode, is called Thieves Like Us. So that's the series that was your standard 65-episode series for syndication. Ran for a year and was canceled. It aired here in New York on WPIX 11. And Mike, I'm seeing here on the list of affiliates on Truth by Consensus Wikipedia, it was on WBNX 55. Do you know anything about WBNX?
0: Yeah, that's where a couple weeks ago I was a super fan on person-pleaser thing. At that point in time, WBNX would have been two and a half years old. I think it started uh, January 1st of '86.
1: Uh, Wikipedia uh, says December 185.
0: Okay, so I'm a month off. I'm sorry. They basically got, like, all the lower-tier shows. They didn't get big into syndication. They got your really cheap fare, and I'm not surprised, given that this was a Ruby Spears effort, like we said earlier, that this ended up on a very cheaply run station. Maybe not necessarily cheaply run, but without much reception because it's a new station. I don't think it even popped on cable systems until, like, 89 or so.
1: And in Raleigh, I see Chico, it aired on WLFL22.
2: Yeah, that used to be the big independent in the RDU market until it signed on to Fox in 1987, becoming one of the charter affiliates. And then in 1998, they lost the Fox affiliate to uh, WRAZ50, becoming the WB affiliate, and now it is the CW affiliate, despite there being a Nextstar station in this market.
1: Wait, Nextstar in Raleigh doesn't own a CW station? No, Nextstar in Raleigh owns the CBS station.
0: Nextstar in Cleveland owns the Fox
1: station. Wow. That's weird. Well, considering they just bought CW... I guess it's understandable. But before the show itself got canceled,
2: because it is a cartoon in the 80s, you gotta have the merch. Oh, yeah. And Kenner was in charge of the toys, and you know, Kenner in the 80s is undefeated. Remember they did Star Wars? Remember they did the real Ghostbusters? Now you have the Police Academy toys, and each one has, you know, this some sort of special feature to it.
1: Yeah, my mom got me all the toys from this series. Even the um, Precinct toy playset, which now goes for like an insane amount of money on eBay, I saw. Not only did you have the action figures and the
2: toys and all the play sets, you also had the comic Police Academy, the comic book
1: by Marvel Comics under their store Comics in print. They had six issues of that. They were
2: going to have a seventh issue as teased in the back of the sixth issue, which I still have, by the way. But they canceled the line when they canceled the series.
1: Boo but I can't discuss the Police Academy toys without discussing this.
2: That is the action figure for Zed. It looks like he's wearing somebody else's pair of hands for some
1: reason. Looks like he has a set of choke hands. But the funny part is, there's a button you press on the back and his pants fall down. Do you have any comments about this figure, Mike?
0: I would expect that for a Police Academy figure. The dropping of the shorts. Even the look on his face to an
2: extent. I don't see his skateboard, though. He's supposed to have the skateboard. That's right, he comes with a
1: skateboard.
2: So yeah, we talked about the toys, we talked about the comics. We didn't talk about the fact that this show despite it only lasting 65 episodes, was released, at least in part, on VHS and DVD. Of course, you can watch several episodes for free on YouTube
1: as of this recording. But last December, Warner Archive released Season 1 as a manufacturer on demand DVD. So you can get Season 1 right now of the animated series on DVD. Hopefully they'll release Season 2 of the animated series on DVD too. So if we buy enough of these copies, maybe we'll send a message to Warner Brothers. Yeah, let's get the rest of the run on DVD. But aside from all that, that's pretty much it. I mean,
2: Police Academy, writing off the high of Citizens on Patrol, if I'm not mistaken, the most successful Of the franchise. Wanted to cash in. On all of the merch. On the front end and the back end. Thought they had. The license to print money. In cartoons. But. After 65
1: episodes. It just became. Anything on TV. But guys. How about you bid on something. From the toy line of Police Academy. Because it's time to play eBay, Price is Right. Okay, so you are bidding on the prototype of the Police Academy Precinct Police Station. This is from the seller Bcheck1022 on eBay. So let me read the description here. Super rare police academy the precinct police station first shot tender 1989. Condition is used, both doors have broken hinges. This is not complete, comes as shown. As you can see the plastics are different colors than the production ones. Please carefully examine all pictures. And ask any concerns before you purchase. Excellent piece for any true hardcore Police Academy collector. You simply won't see another one. If you find the time, please view my other items. And this is the prototype? This is the prototype. So before you get your bids, I'm going to warn you in advance the minimum bid I'm going to put out is $500. As I said, this is a very expensive playset to begin with. So I'm going to put the minimum bid as $500. So Mike, I'm going to start bidding with you.
0: You know, if this is under normal circumstances, 500 would have been my bid, so I do appreciate the minimum bid being given. Let's say 1100
1: Okay.
2: Chico, it looks like they basically said, hey, can I copy off the Ghostbusters playset? Yeah, but make it a little bit different so nobody
1: notices. Oh yeah, because Kenner did that all the time with their sets. I think their Ewok Village playset for Return of the Jedi got recycled for Robin Hood Prince of Bees. But okay, Mike bid $1,100 so what's your bid? I'm going to go with 750 750 The amount for this prototype. Buy it now. $1,999.99. Mike Ooh. wins. I almost went like 1500 but then I thought, nobody's going
2: to pay that much for a prototype.
1: No thanks, I'll rather have the uh, figure of Zed with his pants down.
2: You could build your own precincts for that money.
1: Yeah, with blackjack and hookers. Well, not the hookers, because it's a kid show. So Police Academy, the animated series, we had some great adventures with some of our favorite characters from the Police Academy franchise, but unfortunately, in the end, it just became a thing on TV. Well, that's going to do it for this episode, but remember you can always go to our website over at itwasathingontv.com, where you can listen to the 416 episodes that preceded this one. We've got all sorts of great bonuses there, including minisodes, live shows, extended versions of previous episodes. The whole works. And remember, we are on all social media, including Instagram, threads, and Mastodon, over at It Was The Thing On TV. Except for Facebook, we are at It Was The Thing On TV Podcasts. And remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever find podcasts can be streamed. you at Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, iHeart, Audible, etc. And don't forget, we are on YouTube, where you can like and subscribe to our channel. And don't forget to hit the notification bell to be informed of all future uploads on the channel, including what's coming up. Well, Chico, this was an animated series of Police Academy. What happens like almost a decade later when it turns into a live action series? Tell me they at least get Michael Winslow back. Maybe. But you'll find out more about that in the next episode of It Was a Thing on TV. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you with that episode coming up on Thursday. Wow!